Welcome to the Rural Youth Project podcast, brought to you by the Rural Youth Project. We're an international movement for change by and for young people living in the countryside. Thank you to InterAgro for sponsoring this podcast. Hi, my name's Alana and I'm a Rural Youth Project vlogger. In this podcast, I sit down with Digby and I met Digby at the 2019 Rural Youth Project Ideas Festival. We just spent two days together hearing from inspirational speakers, participating in workshops about the biggest issues that we face living in a rural area. And when you meet Digby, he's tall, much, much taller than I am, but he has such a warm and inviting smile and I wanted to sit down and figure out what makes him tick. Um, So Digby, just had two really intense days of learning. Uh, I think we should probably start with you telling me a little bit about yourself, where you're from and your background. Okay, so I'm uh, from a farming background originally, um, grew up on a family farm but never really showed too much interest in the farm early on and then a little bit as I got older. But I went away to university and studied French, international management and French at Bath Uni um, and I know French was always something that stuck with me throughout my life. Um, and then after university I went out to Kenya for three months um, and spent some time there um, and then came back and set off on MDS, uh, which is the food and fresh produce industry grad scheme where you get to move between countries uh countries companies very often um i did move country once with that which was good um and then we found rural youth project through that so well. through mds that's through how you mds that's how i found it yeah what were your thoughts when you saw uh the rural youth project ideas festival i know you probably saw some pictures from the year before mm-hmm. um what really drew you to come along to this year's ideas festival so i think it was a uh, I suppose a few things. Firstly, the fact that there were speakers. Um, really enjoy hearing what other people have to say, and also people from different backgrounds too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also meeting uh, new people from different places who share potentially similar views or have different views, but you can relate to them a lot easier. Um, I suppose they're the main reasons. Um, and what have yeah, what... so. gone? <laughs> <laughs> And what have been, I know we've probably consumed a lot uh, of content mm-hmm. over the past couple of days and I know you've probably met some incredible people. What's been the one, I'll ask you, what's been the one standout moment um, and what have you learnt and what's something you're going to take home? So I think the standout moment really came from a conversation I was having with a couple of, both of the speakers um, and then we had differing political views, should we say. Um, and I'm very shy to talk about uh, my views or, or stuff about me because I always don't want to offend someone or I don't want to, um, I don't know, don't feel comfortable about it for no reason at all, but it's just a silly thing. Um, it's not silly. I guess you, you just don't want to. I feel like sometimes when it comes to politics and especially the environment we're in at the moment, sometimes it feels easier to keep quiet than to yeah, express. So absolutely. so you got speaking to one of the speakers about it, did you? Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose going on from that, really, you, uh, you just sort of feel a sense that it doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, it'll happen, what'll happen, will happen, what will be, all that sort of stuff. Um, but really speaking to one of these speakers... Um, and just I don't know it really hit me and uh, I thought gosh yeah, I really ought to just back up mm. why I say things because if I don't um, challenge others then I can't challenge myself either that's a really really, really nice way to think of it yeah no, so it's fabulous so that was a real standout 
moment, I think. But I mean, there are millions throughout, <laughs> throughout the weekend. <laughs> and what's the one thing um, that you've learned and that you're going to take home and, and action from the weekend? So I think action is 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 the is the key. I'm um, someone who has millions of ideas, loads and loads of thoughts and theories and uh, ideas for businesses, but I'm very bad at taking that first step and acting. Or if I've started to take the first step more recently actually persevering um, because you get stuff thrown at you and you often just like oh. um, and that's what I really 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 want to work on and I suppose the other thing if I'm allowed to is the I really don't want to work nine to five it's not who I am I hate it I hate it um, and so I, I it's just told me that I really really don't want to do that and that there are opportunities out there mm. speaking to everyone here um, and just being able to take control of yourself to, to do stuff. It's really interesting that you say that about working the nine to five because I really think that it's a really outdated concept. I don't know if you've thought of that as well. And I mean, moving into this new area, like new era where we are so connected and we can work from anywhere, mm-hmm. we can work our own hours and we can do what we want. And that's really reflected in the results of the Rural Youth Project I, um, survey that was released last year, those results, as well as the sentiments that have been built out of those um, results from the survey that young people, they... They're not money-driven, but they're passion. They're driven by passion. And if we can create these cool businesses like these ideas that you're Mm -hmm. having um, and you can work your own hours and whether that's in whatever industry it is, but you need the infrastructure to be able to do that, whether it's in Herefordshire or wherever you're going to end up in the world. So it's really great to see that um, a lot of people are being challenged about, uh, you know, traditional uh, structures and frameworks. And it feels like something that's really going on now. You even hear of these big companies like PwC who've started um, these sort of... uh, a flexi hour mm. um, contracts, but there's loads of opportunity in the countryside, just like you say. Yeah, that's uh, we work spaces and all this sort of stuff that yeah. can help how people work and live how they want to. So, what, what, uh, tell me a little bit about the MDS grad scheme okay. and why you think it's important and um, what you would encourage other young people who are kind of maybe at a crossroads of their career, why would they consider MDS? Okay, so MDS is a a grad scheme which has maybe 50, 60 different member companies um, and you spend two years on it working for four of those different companies and so you rotate between different companies and different roles. And the aim of the grad scheme is to develop young leaders in the food and fresh produce industry so you also get management training and leadership training um, along at the same time. Um, I suppose the reason why I originally chose it was because of the the variation in roles that you can have so quickly to learn lots of new different things, meet lots of new people in a short space of time. And really that is where the value lies with the scheme um, and having that long-standing connection of people um, who've been through the scheme because it's been running for so long. How long has it been running for? 20, 30 years. Fantastic. Since the 80s, I think. Don't quote you, don't quote quote you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so it's been running for a long time and and lots of people know about the industry. So what would you say, um, why do you think it's a great, great opportunity for young people? So I think it's a great opportunity for young people um, to meet others in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about 15 people in a cohort mm-hmm. and there's um, four cohorts at any one time. So mm-hmm. you've got that sort of group of 60 people there. Um, but also the management training is second to none. It's done, done with, uh, it's, it used to be done with the, the organisation I'm working with at the moment, it's Cranfield University. Mm-hmm. So it's done with them, it's a slightly different scheme now. Um, but for young people, um, it offers an opportunity for work um, in rural places that is of a really high quality 
um, standard for people who have been educated and have been to university and are looking for something to do in the rural environment. Sounds like a fantastic opportunity. Uh, I'll ask you one final question because as you can probably hear that I think there's a few goodbyes happening. Yes. We're yep, winding down on. with the festival now. What's what's in the future for Digby? What are we going to see mm-hmm. next year? I hope we can invite you back to the next Ideas Festival. To, but what's back, going to happen hopefully. in 12 months for Digby? There, there is no knowing, I don't think. Um, there are grand visions, um, grand ideas. Um, I'd love eventually to set up my own business doing something. Fantastic. Um, but taking that first step, I need to work on that. Um, my MDS scheme comes to a close in, in, in May. Uh, so from May onwards, I'll be looking to... Uh, to do something new and do something that's not nine to five because that's what I've been taught taught here Um, and also uh, Russ when he spoke about uh, his his travel world how that um, impacted on him something really resonated about really stepping out of the comfort zone and and truly stepping out of the comfort zone and doing something um, different Digby, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been a delight to have you here. I won't keep you from all the goodbyes because I know you've made some fantastic friends here like I have. And we can't wait to welcome you back. Yeah, no, well, thanks very much.